G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, for many of us, election talk about complicated party policies on issues like taxation and superannuation are a real challenge. But for a lot of Australians, even fine-tuning of changes to returns on investments can be a real concern. Self-funded retirees are concerned about whether proposed changes by the Labor opposition will affect their retirement incomes. And then there are the issues of how changes may affect the generosity of Australians who are financial supporters of not-for-profits, charities and churches. With less money in pockets, essentially, donors may not be as generous. Well, let's get some insights. Darren Laudenbach is the founder of God's Money Matters. He's a speaker, trainer, mentor, coach and author who worked three decades as a certified financial planner and has his head around some of the changes that are being proposed. Darren Laudenbach, special welcome back to 2020. Neil, it's always a pleasure to be on uh, the radio with you. Darren, when we get our head around these things, these are complicated issues. Uh, The Labor Party's announced some changes to the way that they're going to deal with dividend imputation credits. Uh, Not everybody understands that, and I wonder whether, uh, in your wonderful ability to be able to make sense of these things, can you explain the sorts of changes that Labor is proposing to the way that things are currently set with the incumbent government? Yeah, I'll give it a go. Um, it is a little complex. So what we have is um, the Australian Stock Exchange has a lot of listed companies where Aussies own the shares on the share market. And for Australian-owned companies, they um, pay tax at 30%. And so what happens with uh, when a company generates uh, income, it pays that 30% tax to the government or up to 30% um, to the ATO. And then once that dividend is paid, then um, sorry, once that 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 income is paid as it uh, it's, it's taxed, then what they then do is distribute a dividend to shareholders, and so that's the dividend that um, anybody who owns direct shares would be familiar with. And what happens with that is, when they get that dividend, they'll only ever receive seventy percent of it. So if they if there was a dividend paid of a hundred dollars or income of a hundred dollars generated by a company, thirty dollars is sent to the ATO. And seventy dollars is is sent to the shareholder. When the shareholder reports that um, income, they report the whole one hundred dollars, even though they only receive seventy dollars. So the thirty dollars becomes a franking credit or a tax credit against any other income um, that they might receive. And so uh, what this pol- the current policy does is ensures that there's no double taxing. So therefore. If it's already taxed by the, the company and then they pay me a dividend as a shareholder, I'm not paying tax again on that income, um, up to that limit of 30%, which the companies have already paid. Now, how did I go with explaining that, Neil? Uh, 
Are you feeling more educated? Well, I can tell you, clear as mud. <laughs> and uh, But I know that listeners who do have shareholdings and that they are interested in what taxation policies are being presented, not only by the government, which because they'll be familiar with those, but what the opposition is proposing. And if there is a change of government, what happens to their uh, retirement savings? Now, from what I understand, uh, back to the Peter Costello era, where he was the one who created the concession that allowed some individuals and superannuation funds to reduce their tax liability beyond zero so that the government owed them money and would give them a cash payment from the ATO if their imputation credits exceeded the tax that they owed. Now, the ALP is proposing to go back before the change that Peter Costello made. And so, therefore, that sounds to me like they're moving back to a double taxation system. Is that the way you see it? It is absolutely as you've explained it. So what it'll do is it'll mean that um, we will have a double tax on dividends. And so uh, the companies will pay it, and then the individual shareholder wants to receive their $70 and their $30 tax credit um, if their tax rate is below 30%, um, then they will not receive a refund. Whereas at the moment, they would re- receive a refund. If, they, if their tax rate was, say, 20%, they'd receive a 10% rebate. So, um, yeah, that's, it's, it's a double taxing. We're going back to double taxing. Now, as I understand it, uh, Labor leaves outside of their equation those who are pensioners. But it's those who are those self-funded retirees. They're the ones who might be most at risk here. Any thoughts on on the way that there might be a differentiation between the way that people have got their retirement incomes worked out? Yeah, there certainly is um, in the proposal that they're retaining um, this thing they're calling a pensioner guarantee. So anybody on a full or part pension will still receive the full imputation credit. Whereas if you're a self-funded retiree and not receiving any pension, then you won't receive the credit. And so those with self-managed super funds and large superannuation funds, um, those who are not paying any um, uh, tax and are not receiving um, any pension will be the ones that are most affected. The way I read it, and without going through all the complexities, and uh, thank you so much for your wonderful, clear explanation, but when Labor proposes to raise more than $10 billion in the first two years and more than $50 billion over a decade, aren't we saying here that that $10 billion or that $55 billion over the next decade actually is coming out of the savings of retirees. And so, therefore, there would be some concern for people who are in, the, in those retirement years about what sort of money is being eaten away from their savings. Yeah, I agree. And I think that one of the things that um, they, they probably have modelled it, assuming that Australians will continue to hold the same amount of shareholdings as they currently do now, Whereas if you're a self-funded retiree and you're not on an age pension and they suddenly change the imputation credits, um, I think it, would be an adjust- it wouldn't be um, unreasonable to assume that a lot of retirees will readjust their portfolios um, to hold less Australian shares. The Australian shares won't, become as, won't be quite as attractive and therefore they might you know, own more shareholdings in foreign com- com- um, companies. Um, because they'll be looking for more of a growth profile than an income profile. So, to me, 
if their modelling on the $55 billion is based on Australian staying status quo, then I think that's flawed. Um, and I don't know what their modelling has been based on, but it, it just seems that to me the wrong way to be collecting additional revenue. Let me come back to the thing we talked about in the introduction for our conversation today, and that is what ought those charities in the not-for-profit sector and indeed churches anticipate if there is a significant hit to the retirement incomes of individuals, uh, is it likely that you know, people will be less generous when it comes to their favourite charity? Well, it comes down to they may be more proportionally generous or they may be just as proportionally generous. And if we talk about proportions as a percentage of their income, if they said, well, I'm committed to give 10 or 12 or 15% of my income away, or whatever that might be, they may re- remain at that level. But what it means in real dollars for the charity is that those retirees are getting less income. So there's not as much quantum. They can't give as many dollars away. So they may be still proportionally as generous, but in real terms, it's less money into charities and, and, and the like. If they've got less, they're going to give less. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if it would push more people um, into trying to get age pension, so to adjusting their uh, wealth in such a way that they would get some age pension. Uh, is it the case that uh, there's a little more detail needed here? Uh, perhaps the uh, opposition uh, shadow treasurer hasn't explained this quite so well, or uh, have you looked at the policy document? It looks like it's complete to you. Is there a little more clarification required from Labor? Yeah, that's correct. Um, the full proposal is not fully known as yet. It does require a lot of clarification because there's so many um, areas that are not clear. And they're currently consulting, apparently, with those that might be affected. Darren, is there something you can do in preparation, just in case you were anticipating that there was going to be a change of government? Would you rearrange your financial affairs in advance? Is that a question that ought to be asked? Well, I think that's that's always reasonable to be thinking and considering these proposed changes. Certainly right now, I wouldn't be making any adjustments if I was in this situation. Um, but I would be wanting to keep in touch with my financial advisor or certainly be um, educating myself in what potentially I may have to change and uh, in, in order to prepare for this. I think fundamentally Australian shares are a, a good investment. They, they do generate a very generous income. One of the best um, areas to get retirement income from is the Australian share market. So I don't know that those fundamentals change, but sometimes we do have to tweak things to to take advantage of the laws that are there and, and potential laws. I'd imagine that the government will take, uh, if, if Labor do get into government, that they will take some time before they actually put this in place. And if it happens, it may be a May budget or something like that. So um, it's certainly there hopefully will be some warning um, uh, before it all happens so that people can make those adjustments. But certainly I wouldn't be going out there and making any radical changes right now. Okay, so you wouldn't make radical changes. There's likely to be some sort of warning. But I suppose if we're talking about this and the way that it is likely to work, give us a little bit of a verdict here on this particular policy as compared to the government's policy. Uh, what are your particular thoughts? Give us a little personal insight here, Darren. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, you've probably already picked up on my feelings. Um, 
I'm, I'm, I think this policy is just absolutely crazy. It's it's going backwards, not going forward. Uh, I don't think it's the answer uh, to um, creating what the scenario that they want to create. It's not the best way to raise revenue. Um, you know, we're now, again, trying to tax people who are looking after themselves financially. They're not a burden on the pension system and uh, the government tax system, you know, as far as welfare is concerned. So uh, the other of um, maybe unintended consequences that may be discouraging investing in Australian shares. So all of those things, I think, are reasons to think that this policy is, in my view, are quite silly and um, it won't achieve what they're trying to achieve. Uh, and I think it's a very big step backwards and I really do hope that it never comes about. Well, Darren Laudenbach, appreciate your insights when it comes to these important issues and undoubtedly in the lead up to the election there'll be some other economic issues that we'll request your wisdom on but uh, thank you so much for taking some time to unpack that with us today. Darren Laudenbach is the founder of God's Money Matters. He's a speaker, trainer, mentor, coach and author and uh, worked three decades as a certified financial planner and uh, really appreciate your great direct insights today, Darren Laudenbach. Let me point people to the website, godsmoneymatters.com, godsmoneymatters.com. Darren, thanks for joining us again today on 2020. Yeah, bless you, Neil. Thanks very much again for having me. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.